0: Good afternoon, Macaque City! You're listening to Radio Skyline, your place to keep pace with everything in town and beyond. I'm Hugh Berger. Joining me in the studio today is Myra. Hello, Myra. And today, some things get bigger, some things get smaller. It's the story of Hugh's sex life. No, it's the story of our local farmers. Although the city is expanding, the family farms are shrinking and fading away. We're going to look into that and talk to a local farmer about why that is and what it means for the community. It means we're going to transition from producing soybeans to selling soy latte. The fate of any big city. But where will the soybeans come from? Well, it's an international market. They produce more crops than our country needs to sell them abroad, so presumably whoever's already cornered the domestic market will continue to sell soybeans. Okay, I meant that rhetorically, I've answered the question. Yes. Yes, You may now turn off your radio. We'll make up more questions, because we also have in the studio Terrence Albertson a former local farmer who recently had to sell off the family farm. He's here to expand on the plight of independent farmers. Good afternoon, Terrence. Welcome to the program. Uh, well, it's a pleasure to be here. You're welcome to call me Terry, Mr. Hugh Berger. Okay, actually, my last name is Berger. First name is Hugh, so you can call me Hugh. Oh, I apologize. It's all right. So let's get right into this. Terry, you are a farmer for the community of macaque, but you've recently sold the family farm and have become a mechanic in the inner city. That is correct. I do car repairs these days. What exactly was the impetus to sell the family farm? Oh, well, I, I see we're starting with the big questions. Hugh doesn't know what he's asking. It's true, I have no idea. Well, it's a complex answer. Can you pose it in a way that will entertain an audience trapped in a traffic jam? Well, I... Uh, will you do our jobs for us? <laughs> uh Well, I... Uh, what's the pay? The pay? That's right. I know my value. Oh, God. We don't have any money. Oh, I see. So it's a charity, then. That's right. A charity of information. Are the two of you paid? Are we paid? Yes. Not enough. No. It is... it is a robbery. All right, I think I see how this works. So anyway, can you tell us, I guess in just the simplest terms, what do you think are the main reasons that you had to sell the family farm? Well, uh, again, it's a difficult question, so... What what I can tell you is just part of the picture really, but in a nutshell, I suppose too much competition and not enough fail-safes. Oh, so it's the story of our radio station. I I suppose. Are there many other radio stations? Well it's it's not that, it's like there's YouTube and then podcasts and Basically everything, and then there's Hugh trying to force us to be political, so... It's a competitive market. Yes, being an idiot taken seriously is a woefully competitive market today. Yeah, but, you know, that's us. Can you expand a little on what you mean by too much competition? Sure. Many farmers are locked in a situation where we're overproducing. Then, when there's too much product on the market, the prices fall, and as a result, you're forced to produce even more to make ends meet. It's a bit of a vicious cycle that eventually leads to bankruptcy. So that led you to selling the farm, then. Well, I feel compelled to reiterate again, it's just part of the picture, but yes, that's been a major contributor, at least as far as the markets are concerned. Alright, well, we'd like to dive more into that big picture, but we've got to take a break for a commercial. Are you sick and tired of pizza produced and controlled by Italians, who think they know what's what just because they invented spaghetti? And how about New York pizza? They do pizza all wrong, you know it's true. Pizza be pizza, you should be able to tell it apart from the paper plate. And what about Chicago? Being all hoity-toity with the bowl full of sauce and some cheese on top, and they call that lasagna a pizza. Everywhere sucks, except bitchin' pizza. We're the only ones to do any kind of good pizza. We put all kinds of special ingredients in there. What are they, you ask? I'm not telling you. Then you go home and make your own. To hell with that, you gotta come to my place and eat my pizza. Bitchin' pizza. You gotta come in from Chicago. You gotta come in here from New York. You gotta come in from this ridiculous notion that you had pizza before you tried Bitchin' Pizza. We have coupons with a little koala on them. They're freaking adorable. I picked that out. You bring one of these in, you get like a free drink or like cheese sticks or whatever it says on it. But don't try to bring them in if they're expired because they don't work no more. Bitchin' Pizza, the only place to have ever existed that made real pizza. Bitchin' Pizza. I feel like a lot of our advertisers have been really aggressive lately. It is a tough economy, it takes an aggressive company. To be honest, their pizza is okay. Is it really better than New York or Chicago style pizza? And is there anything besides those two things? I mean, you can only do so much with affordable food. Well anyway, back on track! Terry, one of the things I want to talk about before we run out of time is the accusation that farmers tend to vote against their own best interests. Is there any other type of voting? Well, you could write your own name in on the ballot. That is quite a heavy accusation. It is partially laying blame at your feet for the state of the highway budget. Well, uh, uh, I could uh, tell you the history of... Uh, well, my Father's Day, farmers would vote exclusively for the Democrats. They were the party of the working man and the unions and the farmers, but then they reformed and became the party of uh, uh, Sabrina Wadford yes who often refers to herself as the inevitable sabrina wadford yes uh those types of people and in short a lot of farming families have declared an oath of blood vengeance for the betrayal well all right but what is voting for the other side voting for don albo get you not that i'm saying that you know you should support sabrina yeah her ego's bad enough as it is without our endorsement but you know what's it get you well i will say that there are some drawbacks to only supporting one side Uh, For example, do you recall when we briefly elected a chicken to be mayor? Yeah. Ah, man, I really wanted to do a segment on that one. He got impeached so fast, we didn't have time. Well, Mayor Clucky ran as a Republican, so when he proposed his kill the farmers, burn the farms bill, I'm afraid we had no choice but to support it. Otherwise, we'd be going against the Covenant. I'm sorry, the... What? The Covenant. Is that not a national thing? I thought everyone was aware of the Covenant. Is this a... Presbyterian thing? The blood oath sworn by all farming families of macaque to never again give any quarter to the traitorous democratic party, except to draw them in quarter in the town square until the sky splits open and rains apocalyptic blood. Oh. Did I not mention the blood oath earlier? I thought I did. I thought that was like… a metaphor? Oh, no, 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 it is terrifyingly real, and the consequences for violating it are very severe. I thought it was a national thing. Is not everyone aware of the Blood Oath? Well, to be fair, a lot of city folk aren't paying super close attention to the farming community. Uh, Maybe it was supposed to be a secret Blood Oath. Actually, I'm not sure I'm supposed to talk about it. I, I, I need to go home and check some bylaws. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. I guess we'll go to a commercial. Yo, this is Slick Sam, owner of Slick Sam's Lawn and Garden. And today I'm proud to tell you that things are going so well, we're expanding the business. That's right, we are now Slick Sam's Terrarium Emporium. I have had so many plants and vegetables hanging around, I thought it was a waste not to get some animals involved. And while I'm at it, make my store an exciting place to shop. I've ordered all kinds of lizards, snakes, and frogs, and have let them loose in my store for them to enjoy the scenery and landscaping that you can also purchase for reasonable prices. Kids 7 and up are welcome at any time just to look around and enjoy the animals. Make a family outing of it, and watch your step. These little guys are everywhere. I've got a jungle gym set up in the back that you can take home for less than $700. And until it gets out of here, you can play on it all you want. And with our special swimmers pass, you can hop in our kiddie pools and swim with the newts. Need pet food? i got a ton stacked away with all the mulch and fertilizer you'll need to keep your personal terrarium alive. And... If you're lucky, when you purchase a new plant from Slick Slams Terrarium Emporium, if you happen to find a living creature in the pot and nobody noticed it on the way out, you can keep it for free. That's right, you get a new friend of the family for the price of a single shrub. Want a larger animal? I got iguanas crawling around here and snakes up on the ceiling fans, or sometimes in the bathrooms. Don't worry, none of them are venomous. I have been bitten by all of them. I've also got a bunch of fish hanging around, ready to stock your personal ponds and your fish tanks. Nothing expensive, though. Something about fish, I can't keep the dang things alive, and every morning is a new tragedy. So come on down to Slick Sam's. I live here, so just bang on the doors and I'll come running. Slick Sam's. Slick Sam's. Just asking to get in trouble with animal rights groups. Speaking of political groups. I just want to reiterate that you are nearing a dangerous precipice trying to tap into the political landscape i mean it's the simplest thing that we can do and still call ourselves a serious station you know something new is happening in politics every day we don't have to be a serious station we we could gossip about martha stewart or whoever's relevant right now well definitely not martha stewart i don't know i don't keep up with celebrities but but i have enough politically crazy family members to know that sooner or later any segment, no matter how neutral, will make enemies if it talks politics. I got a cousin who thinks that Reuters is biased because they won't say that lizard people from the sunken continent of Moo are pulling the strings in government. Yeah, sure. But, you know, we can't consult with crazy people to figure out what is and is not okay to say about politics. I don't know if you've noticed, but I think that crazy is the new normal in politics. Or... What if things have always been crazy, but thanks to mass media, it's only just now coming to light? I am not trying to engage you in a philosophical discussion about the chicken and the egg. It's it's a stupid question. Yeah, because there's a gradient between chicken and egg where you slowly transition from one to the other, and the real truth is the story of point A to point B. No, I mean it's stupid because the egg obviously came first. No, because now that's the trap of the false dilemma, right? Who laid the egg? Whatever slimy fish thing crawled out of the ocean and evolved into chickens. Yep, yeah, okay, well then there's a story, of the, a gradient story of how the slimy fish thing crawled out of the ocean. Do you not want to know that? I don't even want to know how the slimy fish thing wound up on my plate for dinner. The process is always disgusting, and it's important to move forward with your life and eat your damn fish thing in peace. Well, you know it's important to spread awareness and we have a responsibility. All anyone ever does in any given platform of low accessibility is raise awareness or ignorance if you want to talk about it realistically but what few people are aware of are practical solutions to problems and I'm solving this problem by saying that if